Yeah, hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ, I'm here with Dan and Colin. How y'all feeling tonight? I, I feel like I could go for a bologna sandwich right now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're not that bad. I've, I've just, I just heard this news recently. Yeah, I mean, I miss it. It's been... Remember when we used, used to eat those like really crappy sandwiches as a child and you thought they were like the coolest thing ever? Yeah, well, I used to bargain with you. I used to give you my half a fluff another sandwich for everything you had every 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 time I stayed over at my dad's house. Yep. I, I could picture <laughs> sitting at the table and and trying to convince you to take whatever. Sorry, mom, when you hear this, I wasn't very happy with some of the lunches you made in sixth grade. Um, <laughs> I, I oh, she's going to be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming over for Easter this Sunday. I'll, I I'll, mean, I'll, I'll your it. relationship will never recover from this. You now. can't you can't compete with a fluff and utter sandwich that I like know. your she recently divorced dad makes for you. Oh, you know? yeah. Just that's, like. Yeah, that's that's the divorce dad special. The fluff and yeah. other <laughs> Here, you want candy for lunch, dude? <laughs> I haven't gotten to the point in, in my uh, fatherdom where uh, my daughter is eating bologna sandwiches. But the one thing, like when I had a kid, I was like hoping that I would get to eat like chicken fingers and all kinds of gross food that I'm not supposed to eat anymore. And then she doesn't eat meat. She doesn't do it. Oh wow, mm. interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Huh. She'll, she'll come around. Yeah. I just it's want that generation, man. It's a new generation. They're not eating yeah. meat from, from three years old. They already know. generation. Came out a vegan or whatever. No, she eats eggs all the time. She's the wokest three-year-old. That's a beautiful thing. Saving the saving the planet before she knows it. She's yeah. the new Greta Thunberg. Uh, whatever. Sure. From Brooklyn uh, now. Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> um, as usual, guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Big BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter, the Pigskin Pod Network at the Pigskin Pod Net on Twitter. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Our sponsor this week is Wilson, a brand I believe we're all familiar with. They make the football, the Duke, named after our late great owner Wellington Mara. Um, they sent us some really nice stuff out of their new tailgate sportswear line. Um, I got my my state cardigan on, which is not something I normally would would rock, but it's really well made. I really love it. Um, I know you guys are also wearing a couple items today. Dan, tell me about that jacket you got on. Yeah, dude, I'm loving this. Check one. this thing out. This is a. Like oh wait, a hang, on, hang on, hang on. Here you go for, for yeah, all the, yeah, yeah. For everybody at home. Look at oh, oh, nice, how nice. handsome this guy is right here. Yeah, thanks for doxing my house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody knows now. <laughs> yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna find it. Uh. No, this is really good. I, I'm always uh, cold in my old house that doesn't have great heat. So this is a nice thing to pop on. Um, if I was to go out and socialize with human beings, I'd also wear this. It's just a really comfortable, understated, sort of uh, versatile jacket. I'm very pleased with it. Um, it's the central I, I, I jacket. Yeah, that's right. It's a nice collar. It matches my my hat exactly. Um, I want to say, TJ, that, that that sweater looks quite becoming on you. It's really comfortable. It's not yeah. normally a color I would wear, but it's uh, my my wedding anniversary on Monday. We're going to go out Sunday, um, and we're going to go to like a semi-formal, casual type thing. And I, I'm going to rock the cardigan, I think. TGI oh, Fridays. So, so we're not we're not oh, Applebee's. Then. Applebee's. No, I think I'm going to. Yeah, I know we talked about trading column, but I'm going to hang on to mine. But what, what do you think about the stuff you got? Well, I, I like this top a lot. I, it's one of those kind of things where it's that in between casual and formal. I mean, it's good. I would say it's good for like, you know, going to see some family formal. on an Easter. 
It's like when you're like you're in the front row at the Leonard Skinner concert. You're to break down what's You want to look good, but you're hammer drunk. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it's it, it, it's in between informal and formal in in the sense that like you're going to see family on on an Easter holiday or something. You'd wear something like this, and it would you'd be comfortable. You're not wearing a suit, but you're it's comfortable. Casual. And, yeah, it's it's, ca- ca- it's casual but nice. It's so, tail tailgate chic. Is yeah. what it is. And yeah. you know what's cool yeah. about it? On the patch itself here, the Wilson patch, it is straight football leather right there. Oh, that's oh, cool. Nice. I like that. That is cool. I like that. Uh, I dig it. Uh, it's cool. It looks like yeah. you're cosplaying as me. I know. I, I feel like you should have bought this hat years ago. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. I'd love that hat. Yeah. I know. I, I uh, When I got it, I was like, I know Dan's going to like this hat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and in addition to, to the, the, the different tops we got, we also got the Dearborn tailgate pants, which are cool. Uh, I know Dan loves them because they're easy to move in, quick drying, water resistant, and I like it because there's a pocket there to carry your beer in, which is always yeah. important during a tailgate. You got to a- keep absolutely. focus on what's on the eye on the prize during a tailgate. Yeah, and I, I just I envision, uh, you know, I don't hike very often, but I feel like they're perfect hiking pants too. So I'm I'm kind of pumped on that because you know, I you don't want to ruin pants when you're going to hike somewhere. So I think they're they're good and they've got some strength to them, some strength. Some strength yeah. and some give, yeah. It's yeah. hard to strike that balance when you're trying to do like somewhat physical activity outside. You can't really wear sweatpants. Sweatpants are, yeah. are too much. You can be nimble in these things. You can with you pockets can move around, zippers yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the shorts I'm pumped on. I, I I haven't worked out in them yet, but I plan to. I think they're going to be uh, good for gym wear. So mm. I'll uh, I'll report back on those. But those those double day shorts that we all got, I feel are are good swimwear too. Actually, I think I might rock it in a bathing suit in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, the, the ultimate hybrid. Yeah, for yeah, sure. From, from the water to the to the barbecue. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys, you know, Wilson is a huge brand. Check them out. Definitely. If you're in New York City area, they have their flagship store on 594 Broadway in Soho. It has all their best equipment, their new sports line where there's a park in there where you can try out all this stuff. They got like a tennis court. They can demo golf clubs, play catch, shoot hoops, a bunch of other cool stuff. I would go online, check it out. And if you're in the New York City area, go check out Wilson. And uh, thank you for all these beautiful clothing. I'm going to wear it with uh, w- every moment I can, to be honest with you. Yeah, with, I'm, a yeah, white, I'm, a, I'm a white cardigan man now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you, you don't get it. It looks great. You never thought it would. It's, it looks great. <laughs> this cardigan's fundamentally changed TJ's personality. I just it's feel like a whole incredible. different person now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for a little backstory, it's been black clothing for about 20 years. So I think this is a, it's like a rift in the t- a space time continuum here i got a white cardigan on i got a blue hat and i also while i'm here oh i can't unbuck it i got my got my neck scars t-shirt on too there it is you know i'm I'm here for everybody today not just myself all right i know uh we we probably rambled on far too long there for everyone's liking but um giants news real quick guys uh giants have signed offensive tackle roy mbtika Maybe I think that's a safe safe way to say it. I've not heard it say it said out loud yet. Uh, Feels good to say it. Yeah. But any, anyway, uh, he's a guy from Nigerian NFL Africa, mentor by OCU Manura. Just looking at the you know tangibles here, six nine, three twenty, twenty two years old, big man. Colin, I know you got some stuff to say. Talk about our boy Roy M. 
lay it well, on to us. I mean, just starting from OC, it's always good to see him in the news. And I don't know if anybody has kind of followed his career. He lives in London now. He works for the the NFL office over there. And he's also branching out and basically starting NFL Africa uh, in terms of a, a pathway program, uh, places to, to scout talent and develop and possibly bring into this international program that we've talked about and it's been used over the last couple of years to much success here and there depending on the on the team and the player um hopefully sandro uh platzgummer ends up uh you know developing a little bit for us which would be really sweet um but yeah this guy is it's one of those typical situations where pure talent pure raw just you know hardly played the game there's there's no leagues down there so it's kind of he was playing basketball for a while and someone who was uh, teaching one of the camps kind of threw out there. Uh, have you thought about football? You have the size for it. And he's just like, ah, I mean, I'll try anything. Sure. I'll, I'll check it out. And he, he just took to it. And the one thing that I took away from reading up on him, uh, especially from OC's point of view, is that he's an incredibly smart player. He's, he's picked up uh, schemes and uh, been able to answer very important coaching questions you know drawing up on the whiteboard kind of thing and then answering the right way which is that's the biggest thing if you have the physical tools and you're able to put it together with your intellect and understanding the game then i mean you can just you can shoot right up and find yourself a job really quick so and he already has i mean i think he was i forgot what they they he was in like california or something they flew him to jersey interviewed him briefly in Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Working that's with it. LeCharles Bentley with two other prospects. And the Giants oh, LeCharles Bentley. That's a name we forever. haven't heard in a while. LeCharles Bentley. Yeah. Wow. He, he worked out there showing what they got, and they flew him to Jersey and signed him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, hey, and with the line that we have right now, it's kind of like take the flyers, see what happens. He can develop. He's got some good coaching in front of him, and I'm excited about it. I feel like a player like that, you, you have more of a chance of succeeding with a lineman than you do with the skill player. And I'm not sure why that is, but it just seems that's kind of the, the going rate uh, in the league, at, at least at this point. So, well, you can't teach size, right? No, that's for, that's a fact. But so. Colin, would you, are you concerned that he might be too tall? Six, nine. I mean, that's very tall. He's not playing guard. I'll tell you that much. He is a bookend <laughs> guy. There's uh, he's playing right tackle or left tackle. And that's it. Should play field goal blocker. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you'll see him on special teams. Before oh, you yeah. See him anywhere else. He'll 100 percent be playing special yeah. teams, which I can't right wait. In the middle. Why not? I mean, no. I mean, who knows? We don't know anything about him. I mean, he could yeah. be incredibly athletically gifted to that size. And you think if you're going to, you know, come in from another continent work out and get signed right away by an NFL team yeah. when you have zero experience playing football at all, then, you know, like Colin said before, I did read stuff about the football IQ. So obviously the athleticism has to be there too. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. it wouldn't give them a shot, but I'm just curious. This is a really fun one and I'm curious to see what happens. And I'm curious what the NFL transition for him will be like, because he could get caught in training camp, you know, yeah. easy, easy, or he could, you know, flourish and have a high ceiling. It'll be interesting to watch for sure. Can't wait. Do we know wingspan? I I don't think I saw that. There was there's not a whole lot of information yeah. about him, but just simply because I don't think it's really available yet. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. There's no metrics, you know. There's there's none of those advanced statistics or combine or pro or senior day. There's nothing. So, and we'll find out. 
just to add too, on top of it, I mean, it, it, that tweet that I sent you from OC, I mean, it, it was a pretty emotional kind of uh, process for him because this guy's from OC's home country, Nigeria. It's a big deal to him to, to be able to funnel uh, future talent out of there. And, and I, I, I couldn't be prouder of him and, and what his post career has, uh, has developed into. Uh, it, it's cool to see him as an ambassador to other continents for the sport. It's, it's just great. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago and like we said, just bringing in guys from other countries is the best way to grow the brand elsewhere. So, absolutely, you know, as, as Africa sort of, what do I want to say here? Uh, you know, becomes like more developing nations or become more developed, you know, the money will be there for the consumers to want to like pump into the, you know, brand into the league. You know, we see that with, like NBA in China and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe I didn't articulate that as well as I could have, but you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue this week with a little draft preview. So this week we're going to do defensive front seven. Um, start just at the top of the draft in the first round, obviously at five or seven. Um, edge rusher has been something that Giants have been mocked into and obviously will be pursuing because it's a huge area of need. At the top of the draft, we've seen a lot of Hutchinson's and Hutchinson and Thibodeau talk. I don't think we need to spend too much time on Hutchinson. Um, he'll be gone probably first overall pick or second, you would imagine. Yeah. But the th few things to mention about him, he, he's got a really high motor. He's a football player, locker room guy, high IQ, high integrity, could be a future coach even, you know? Um, but definitely the best pass rusher in the draft this year. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's move. Don't forget about the motor. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna hear about his motor on draft day. I can assure you. He loves the sport. He Lo loves oh, yeah. the sport. And yeah. and well, just know the the reason we're not really talking about him at all is because we know damn well we're not getting him. So it's not even worth it. If he's there at five, I mean, you take him, but of he won't course. be. Well, which go ahead, Dan. I was gonna say that there was there's a rumor that just floated a couple minutes ago, I think, on Twitter that the Jaguars really really like Trayvon Walker I've heard that too you see that yeah I out. don't know I don't know if that's smokescreen or not but uh they love his his raw talent and speed uh they I think they brought him in they really really like him a lot there's a lot of talk about that I don't know if that's I mean again he, strategy or not but uh, people people say like his his measurements his his uh you know physical attributes and 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 uh and whatever times and 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 whatever metrics are uh, better than anyone's ever seen. It's a combination that that's very rare, but his production has just not matched it. Well, I mean, look at the numbers. He ran a four five forty at three hundred pounds, and I and I read that he could put on more weight and not lose a step. So that's just like that's pretty the scary. first time we'll say freakish athleticism in this podcast. Three hundred pounds? I thought was that earlier in his college career or, or is he coming out at that no he is just a ridiculous athlete they and say it's he's ridiculously fast for his size. six five two seventy five okay. i i have i have six three three hundred pounds here but i you know i guess we're depending on where you read it it's going <laughs> to be different people either, either way <laughs> i i did read that he did come into college heavier and then dropped weight and got faster and you know but hey Two two seventy five is huge. So at a four. Oh, I, no, five. I'm sorry, Dan. I wrote I wrote it down wrong. I had a I had I had a Jordan Davis's number. Ah, uh, yeah. that <laughs> makes more sense. But still, two seventy five six five running a five um a four five forty is is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing with him is just you know very boomer bust. So I think it's like taking a chance there. 
because yeah. he, he has a lot of experience, but still super raw, you know? Well, it's just that, yeah, the production was not there. You know, yeah, as you mentioned. In season. Wait, it's kind of worrying in itself. I mean, the intangibles are all good and fine, but if you're not doing anything with it, I don't know. The Jags are screwing a lot of things up. Let's have them screw this up, too. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I mean, oh, so let's just ask about Thibodeau. Do you, do you like Thibodeau better than Walker? And if Thibodeau's there at five, you, you guys pull the trigger or no, Dan? Yes. I take him on Thibodeau at five immediately. I think uh, he's got a unique skill set. He's very, very athletic. Uh, he is going to is gonna create pressure on the quarterback and start right away. Um, that's the sort of talent you can't pass up for a team that needs edge rusher. There's no, there's no better option. I think, for me, I would even, you know, if, if I was really getting in the weeds and knew what I was talking about, I think a lot of people also agree there's a discussion between him and Hutchinson. Uh, they're two different flavors of, of a pass rusher. They're, they're very different players, but I think I still think that he, he, he arguably the best uh, edge rusher in the draft. And the most uh, confident, too, that's for sure. Nothing wrong with that. I never had a problem with that. And I, I, I agree, too, 100%. If he's there at five, we're taking him. And if we don't, shame on us or, sh- or trade down. That's... I know we're doing edge rushers, but if Neil and Thibodeau are both there at five, who do you take? Uh, uh, Thibodeau. Yeah, I agree. And then take one of the other tackles at seven. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting, because I, I might be on the fence there. But, I mean, with Thibodeau, I, I agree with everything you guys say. And I, I like his versatility, too. I'll add in there because he can play, you know, with his hand down or standing up. The only thing about him is his production. Only having six sacks last year is a little low for someone who you might consider to be potentially the best or second best pass rusher in the draft this year. Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. If he's there at five, I think the upside is, is too high to not take him. And you know what's interesting too? The, uh, of, of drafts in the past and us discussing them and, and having our opinions and stuff like that, I, I don't know if we've ever been so in lockstep for the most part of, of how – we want this to go and like who we take at what, which spot. I, I don't know if it's ever been like that, especially Dan, you and I, usually we, we, we differ, especially early on in the draft, but I, I feel like we're, we're right there. Well, there's just, just certain non-negotiables with this team right now yeah. and how <laughs> depleted it is. Like yep. we have to have an offensive lineman and we sort of have to have an edge rusher. Great. Um, just It's the sort of the positions of need and the best player available are lining up a lot. Yeah especially in the early part of this draft, which I yeah. think is part of the reason why there's a more of a consensus this year than, than other years. Um, at the top of the draft though, guys, anyone else you would consider, or if the giants did end up moving back um, either at five or seven to a mid or late first round, anybody else in the first round, whether it's an edge rusher, defensive tackle linebacker prospect that you guys like Colin, I want to start with you. Um, yeah, it's actually not one that I intended on talking about because I, I wasn't really thinking in terms of, I was thinking either top or way later. Um, but if it, for some reason we were sticking with defense, uh, and we went in the teens or, or maybe even early, well, man, probably not even early twenties. Um, Devin Lloyd linebacker would be, uh, an interesting pick. I feel like that's an incredibly, uh, high talented kind of character that, um, I mean, if nothing else, are we really going to go another year without drafting a linebacker in the first round since Carl Banks? I mean, come on. I almost, for the sake of it, almost want to be in a situation where it makes sense for us to do that because of just, just to break that streak. Um, 
but yeah, if I mean, not to change position groups completely, but if we're we're trading down, you know who I want, Lindenbaum. But I know we're not talking about Lyman anymore. You said you wanted him last week. <laughs> I know, but that that's like that's the one guy. If we trade down, like more than anything else, I would want. Um, uh, I like Devin Lloyd too. I mean. On the weeks, he projects as a weak side linebacker. Yeah, rush the pass. He's got great coverage ability. Um, I think he has better size than someone who I think is the better player at the similar position, which is Nicobe Dean. I guess Nicobe Dean lines yeah. more of a inside. I actually think that uh, you know um, Lloyd might end up at the beginning of the second, and if he lasts until there, I'd say pull the trigger because that's yeah. that's a good value. But I even like Nicobe Dean in the middle of the first. Um, just like a prototypical modern inside linebacker. He can rush the passer from the outside, inside, can cover like a corner almost. Um, just a super versatile guy. I think it'd be a fun one for Wink to move around in that defense. He is small though, 5'11", 229. So we'll see, that's your biggest concern. But I don't think at, at this stage of what the NFL is turning into in terms of what the passing run ratios are, what types of runs people are, are doing, that necessarily having a better coverage linebacker next to a guy like Blake Martinez who can't cover and is just a tackling machine. I think it's a good compliment to a player that's already on the roster. Not necessarily I'd say that I would go there at, at 18, 19, 20, whatever it might be, but definitely a player that's interesting to me and could have a lot of upside as, as a coverage linebacker. I, 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 those are very good points. I don't like how many linebackers are rated high that all have their, their pound ranges in the 220. 220 to 230. I, I don't like it. It it's it doesn't s- scream someone that needs to be drafted in the first round. I don't know why. I, yeah. I get it. The change and and needing to be able to cover, but I don't know. Small, especially 5'11, like that's kind of ridiculous. I think we're seeing more and more of like this crossover of of the safeties that can play linebacker and linebackers that can play safety. Oh, the Landon Dean. Collins type. Yeah. No, but Linda is, Collins is the, is the opposite of that. Like he, <laughs> he should be a linebacker yeah, and not yeah, play yeah. safety, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but we're seeing that more and more every year. I think we talked about that in a previous pod. And, and Dean's one of those guys. Uh, if you look a little further down at linebackers, uh, Brian Asamoah from, from Oklahoma, again, is like a super fast, six foot tall linebacker running you know, two, 225 um, that can cover. Like it's, it's almost like, you know, our monster back from high school, Colin. It's, yeah. it's not the traditional, you know, middle and solid linebacker or even outside linebacker. These guys are like, and then that, that's just indicative of, of the league and how much spread offenses are when there's four wide receivers on the field at a time. You can't have like these like glorified, uh, you know, down, down linemen in the middle of the field anymore. Yeah. Um, so it depends on how creative, again, I think TJ said like, like Wink wants to get and, and, and how they want to structure is, is it going to be some, a team that stops the run first, or are we going to uh, blitz and cover kind yeah. of thing? I, I feel like if, I mean, Devin Lloyd aside, linebackers second round on is, is kind of the sweet spot. I, I think there's a couple of gems out there. And one in, in which that I like a lot is uh, Darian Beavers from uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like him is he's got the size, he's got the speed and, what have the Giants been awful at doing for pretty much all of our lives? Covering a tight end in the seam. <laughs> and this guy can actually cover, which is wonderful because I mean, he's got the size. He can 
he can play the run, but he can also follow whoever's going out there and that maybe actually prevent a first down from happening here and there. So I don't like his name. I beavers. beavers. I, I like mean, it. I, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I'm trying to get over that aspect yeah. of it, but it's insane how many Georgia defensive players yeah. are Defense in the mix up top. Yeah, like it's like very good to Beavers. do your Darren Beavers. I, I would take Quay Walker. Sure, I think I think yeah. he he has a different, a little bit different skill set, but uh, maybe, maybe perhaps more upside. Um, six four two forty. Mm. Um, that's it. It's just th- th- like you're saying, Colin. Like in that second round, there's a, a plethora of, of linebackers. I would say like six that that would probably be in starting contention rookie year. Yep. Um, for our Giants team. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um. But maybe we're maybe we're going out of water. I think I think we're still talking about like first round so, guys. It's all right. We can she could jump around. I mean, I, yeah. I I like both those guys too. I think Beavers is is a good all around player, but yeah. I think his upside is limited. Um, you know, I don't think he might make a pro ball, but he could start. You know, be a solid offensive star. I'm sorry, a solid solid defensive starter for a long time. Well, I think Quay has a little more interesting qualities to him. Just like has really good ability to rush the passer from the inside linebacker position. Uh, he's a great tackler. I mean. He doesn't have a ton of sacks, but 5.5 tackles for a loss, 67 total stops, which is third best on the team uh, from Georgia, which is like a great defense. So having third best on the team is pretty high there. I think, you know, Quay Walker does, it, you know, he's he can't really cover, though, which is going to be an issue for him um, in the NFL. Fast. So, um, well, you know, his coverage skills are lacking. Not to say they can't be developed. Yeah. Not to say yeah. none of these things can be developed. But those two guys against each other is interesting. I'd probably – go on the side of Quay Walker just because I think the upside is a little bit better. I think he he's, he has more ability to learn and transition the NFL, um, whereas Beavers, I think, is going to hit his ceiling pretty quick. And every time you say Beavers, it Beavers. makes me laugh. Beavers. <laughs> the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 in any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 in any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Anybody higher up on the board, you guys? Uh, yeah, I think. Into first round, anyone want to talk about George George Koloftis, or... we talked a little about him last week, and I'm turned off. I, I <laughs> Dan really, really did it. Uh, there's nothing special about the guy. He's in the first round. I mean, round he's definitely good. He's, yeah. I would say he's not special, but yeah, he's he's not an exciting uh, pick. I don't think. Yeah, you know, um, he could be. I mean, with a name like that, he could just end up being a great giant. And we don't even expect him to be. You know, I I do know his motor is very high. I'm sure of <laughs> yeah, that. Hundred percent sure. He yeah. loves the sport. Oh, Locker yeah. room guy, football player. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's a he's a big dude. Uh, he has decent numbers from last year. Um, he he can he can he seems more versatile. But what I was reading, it's like he's kind of more of a four three D end. Mm. So I don't know 
exactly what the Giants are going to be doing, but if we, you know, look at the personnel they have right now, I think the three four is a little better suited. That being said, they could draft a bunch of dudes and change the defensive yeah. scheme. So um, I think it just depends on, you know, kind of where they're going scheme wise and, and if it makes sense uh, if they trade back or not. Well, when it comes to especially edge rushers, and this may seem a little backwards, but I would almost rather draft someone who's a little more rounded with the idea of developing the pass rush who already has the skills to stop the run than have someone who's just like a fast guy who may or may not get there. He may have been relying on his natural ability against uh, lower talent for the last four years, and now all of a sudden he doesn't have his, uh, his technique there and he can't stop the run. Well, then that's how you get a guy who's never going to be on the field, like the uh, the the Jimenez of the uh, of the world, X-Man. Like, he's a perfect example of someone who played at a small school, did really well, came to the NFL, and, and hasn't done anything. He can't stop the run, so what's the point? So a player like that, and he kept popping up, and he might be a second rounder I've seen on Bleacher Report, uh, Drake Jackson from USC. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. But another all-around kind of guy, like he he's good at both. And if he stays healthy, that could be a good pick. It's tough. You you get the guys who who you really like, and there's just that one problem with them. And it's like, ah. I like uh I like Devontae Wyatt for the same reason out of Georgia, too. Although he probably isn't going to be standing up on the edge, but more of a DT defensive end in the three four. Mm. But yeah, could yeah. stop the run, I think has potential to, you know, develop that interior pass rush as time moves forward, you know. Sure. Uh, Colin was talking about more well-rounded guys about well-rounded. How about Jordan Davis? Well, yeah. talk about rounded. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. You know I mean, but six, six, three forty. Where's he going to go? What is, is he like in, I don't what, think he's going to drop past the twenties. That's what I figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're talking about dro- like dropping that seven to the teens. If we already have a tackle up there, I think, an argument to be made as far as an impact player immediately, Jordan Davis could be a total game changer. Obviously there's, there's some risk there with just his enormous size, but he's unparalleled in, in, in strength and, and athletic ability for someone that size. Um, I think some of his lack of production is due to just how deep that defense was and how much they rotated their, their down linemen. Um, he only, he didn't play like a huge percentage of snaps. But when he did, he was ultra productive. Um, I mean, he he can line up in a bunch of different spots on the front. They could put him in the middle. They could put him on the side. Uh, I think there's just a lot you can do with him. And and immediately right off the bat, offenses are going to have to account for him just based on his pure size and strength. Uh, do we automatically let him walk in in four years like we do all the other? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Linval Joseph, yeah, Delvin yeah, Tomlinson, Jonathan yeah. Hankins, yeah. But but we let him go faster because he's going to be better. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely we'll, don't yeah, yeah. don't use him at all. Just yeah. Uh, can't pay him. I, Bye. I like the guy. He he reminds me of like uh like a like a, a better Saragusa, just someone who can plug up the middle of that defense and let sure, your linebackers so go to bigger. work. He's but he's a no. yeah. He's way yeah. He's like the refrigerator Perry man. Yeah, he's huge. I mean yeah. The 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 size, skill, and production is is interesting. It's, yeah. it's definitely unique. Um, you don't see a lot of people like him coming out of college. I, when I made that comparison, I just you know like how he takes up space yeah. in the middle of the defense. Yeah. Um, not necessarily you know he he can rush the passer. Um, 
He does have, you know, good numbers, two sacks, four and a half tackles for a loss in his, his last year, which for an interior lineman are, are, are solid in college, especially on a Georgia defense that's loaded with other people, you know, being disruptive. He um, ran a four, yeah. seven, eight, 40. Four, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Colin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was four, seven straight. So I got him. I got yeah, him. Maybe Coach yeah. Crow was timing you. Yeah. He also weighed like three of you. Yeah. Or more. <laughs> <laughs> at that point it's ridiculous could, could um, you could you run that with with three of you on your back no or two of you on your back no no <laughs> i mean my legs are strong but not that strong um i wanted to ask you guys because i read up on, on him a little bit but i have not really dug in and you guys may know a little more than i do about him uh jermaine johnson fsu yeah what do you feel about him um i mean he he hasn't played what people consider his natural position from what I was reading for only one year. He's more of a, of a hand down defensive end when they had him standing up, wasn't really his forte. And the only reason he shot up the draft board so much now is because of his last year and how well he played kind of like the leader of the defense. Okay. Um, as he, I'll go back to fitting in the scheme with the giants. If they're going to run a three, four, he's not someone they should draft. Cause that's like Kiwanuka all over again, basically. Yeah. It's just not going to be a guy that you're going to have standing up on rushing yeah. from the edge with success. But you know, I think he is a good prospect for a team that's going to run a four, three. And I think he could go early top 15, even, mm-hmm. even in, you know, maybe, maybe 10 to 12 area, depending Definitely an interesting player. I think yeah. he's good. He's just not for this team. Yeah, I, I think that would be a disappointment in a pick, uh, especially at seven. Or even if we traded down into the teens, I would probably not be extremely happy about it. But I don't want him on the Giants. Yeah. 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 Wait, I don't understand. Why Why don't we like him? I don't think he fits the scheme. I don't think he can. He, he showed that he in college that he can't do his job without his hand in the dirt on the line. Okay. Not from the outside. We need versatility. I think. Yeah, I, I would rather yeah. have someone who can move around. I mean, yeah. like, I don't hate, I don't, I don't dislike him as a player. I think he's going to, he's potential to be very good in the NFL. I just think that he's going to run into this defense. And if they stick with a three, four, it's not going to be ideal for his development. Not okay. to say that yeah. it can't occur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, you know who I do like, though, who's like the biggest boom bust dude is, uh, uh, the guy opposite uh, Hutchinson at M- Michigan, David uh, Ajabo, yeah. who I've read could basically either be potentially the best edge rusher in this draft or just fall off completely and never really develop in the NFL. Only one full season as a pass rusher, unique athletic ability, you know, raw, limited experience, but fit, would fit well into a 3-4. I think, you know, he could last maybe to the second third round potentially well, in, the, in the beginning there, he got hurt in his pro day didn't he yeah, yeah uh that's right he tore his achilles didn't he? yeah so, so there back. you go yeah. of course, he can drop so if he drops and you know who was like jalen smith was a good example of a guy who should have got picked higher but yeah. then got hurt yeah. and ended up late i know they caught him but he did have a few good years there i think well, there, if he's there later on i'd say he's a fun fun guy to pick up if, if available sure. the know? real connection for him to the giants is that he was born in nigeria and then grew up in scotland and moved to New Jersey in high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the Giants ultimate profile these days. Yeah, he's that's uh, he's basically Lawrence Tynes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure OC's all over it. Yeah. Just didn't go yeah, to Lawrence Tynes. Yeah, he's just yeah. like he's a Lawrence Tynes clone. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I think I think he he is a great option before he got injured, he was being consistently mocked in the top 20. Um again, it's just adding to sort of like 
the wide array of options if we do select to drop back, you know, trade yeah. that seven or, or five to, to drop back. Um, I think people that know more than we do and our professional scouts might have a good idea of, you know, three or four dudes that, that'll, that'll be uh, contributors right away that are, will be available in the late first or second rounds that um, would be great. And Con and I, we're, we're talking about it today about how we're liking more and more the idea of trading down with the idea of getting a future first so we can have the flexibility to make a huge impact move next year if we should need to for the quarterback. Or even, as you've seen some of my mock drafts too, packaging a bunch of mid to later round picks to do the same thing next year with. That's the that's the vision. Like Those kind of situations where you're just moving back a little bit in the third or second or third, and you're grabbing like a like a third, fourth, and a fifth, and then you can eventually move that and and move up somewhere down the line. Yeah, I just this is big picture forward thinking stuff that I feel like this team has never done, and right. I, I think it's time. And we have the guys with the brains that would actually have the the gall as well to to do something like that. Yeah, and um, I think this draft knows? is well suited for it, right? Because yeah. there is like sort of the guys at the very tippy top, and then this whole wash of people in the second, third rounds where no one really knows who's going to go where. So it allows you the flexibility to make those future decisions while not sacrificing so much on the front end when things aren't so delineated. Yep. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to say, you know, trade back both at five and seven and then stockpile for next year because <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, just, just simply because I'm not really a Daniel Jones believer. And I, you know, I, I think the giants are probably going to have a high pick next year, but you know, if there is that not first overall quarterback that everybody's into, having the ability to go up and get that guy changes the dynamic of your franchise for a long time, especially if it's a hit, you know, Bengals yeah. made the Super Bowl already. It's only what Joe Burrow's second season. They have been awful for so long and they and, didn't have an offensive line. Go no, figure. Exactly. Um, because high quality, high tier elite quarterbacks can make things happen without an offensive line or without necessarily, have you seen Tom Brady do it without skill position players? Maybe not both, but um, yeah. I think one or the other, there is some leeway there, but um, I think you're right, Dan. If we can accumulate, you know, a lot of seconds and thirds and, you know, have two, three first round picks next year, I think that might be the way to go. Um, the, the, cap, the way the cap is right now, you know, the Giants are going to have a hard enough time signing their draft picks with, you know, multiple first round picks as it is. So that's the biggest thing. Next year, you think, you know, you're out of cap hell. Now you have a lot more ammo to do exactly what you want especially in a draft this year when we mentioned it a million times, there is no quarterback that you really you know want what? to go ahead and go out and get necessarily. I, I don't mind the idea of knowing that it's a punting to next year's situation too. I mean, I'm, there's tons of people in this fan base that would just lose their minds if they seem, oh, yeah. if they seem to think that this, this draft was a waste in their view of, of this year. We want to win this year. We're not winning this year. We're, we're, we're growing and we have to grow over the long term here. And I think, you got to give this new regime actual time to build what is needed uh, in their viewpoint anyway. So maybe Mara is giving them the leeway for that. Maybe not. Who knows? But I think we all are in, in uh, agreement that that wouldn't be the worst thing ever if we just know going into the season that any sort of success is going to be <laughs> probably due to up coaching more than anything else. Yeah, for sure. It's just nice to have, you know, some competence to believe in for yeah. the future to the point where that 
if this year isn't, you know, I don't think this is year, this year is going to be anything spectacular, but even if it's less than that, I'm fine. If we see year two improvement with, yeah. the, with the new staff. And I think we kind of thought the same thing with the, with Joe judge as well. And, you know, at some point it comes to a head at the beginning of the year, last year, we all loved Joe judge. I forget if it was his second or third year. I don't, I don't want to remember all those years. I don't care, but you know, things change quickly. We'll give you, but I'll give you a year. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. In the NFL, way too fast. Um, Not for a long league. Anyone else in the later rounds, guys? Uh, linebacker edge. Anyone else you uh, looking at, Dan? I know you probably got a couple more names to throw out there. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know. We sort of talked about the first two rounds. I'm looking for some other names that I thought were interesting. Uh, I feel like one guy that seems like a very much a Wink Martindale guy is Jojo Doman from Nebraska. Do you guys yeah. know this dude? Yeah. Uh, He's a little old. I think he's like either 23 or 24. But again, like I think he was a transfer and then COVID happened and all that. Uh, but he he's like, a, again, one of those tweener linebacker safety guys. Apparently he is just sort of a classic like maniac motor guy. I wonder why. Yeah, he's 24. Um, but he's someone that might be available in the fourth round and, and be someone that that could be a, a sort of a spark plug with a later pick. Um who else? Sam Williams was someone I liked early on, uh, uh, the defensive end from uh, Ole Miss. Uh, great measurable, 6'4", two, uh, 261. Uh, super, super athletic. I think he had a, a nice combine. Um, and just, just a lot of the physical attributes you look for. Uh, again, someone that should be available in fourth, third, fourth, fifth round. Um I don't know. I got a bunch more. What do you, what do you guys have? Uh, I, I just want to mention a guy like uh, Cameron Thomas, the edge out of San Diego state, um, a guy who probably should get picked higher, but yeah. I've seen him in, in the beginning of the third round. And some of the things I've been reading about this guy are kind of impressive. My favorite one was that, you know, a scout had called him bust proof, meaning that, you know, he will at least be a solid yeah. starter with the upside to be, you know, an all pro. And that I think guy Colin was talking about the, the well-rounded, uh, Drake, ja Drake Jackson. Oh, or Beavers. <laughs> no, yeah. like like the version of another version of Karloftis. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, if if you can get somebody like that in the and you know in the third, um, I mean, I I've seen him go higher than that, but I've seen him all over the place. So yeah, I've definitely seen him there. Definitely a guy that I would love to target in the later rounds if, if available, but he might go a lot sooner. It it might be a little on the nose, but you can't ignore the fact that it's uh, a dude from linebacker U, basically um, another Wisconsin guy, Jack Sanborn, which we've we've discussed. Oh, uh, really? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean he's looking like uh, fourth or fifth round, depending on on what teams feel about him. He's just another guy that's like a tackle machine. Um, I mean he was a little overshadowed by uh, Leo uh, Chanel. Um, I was going to mention him actually, but they're both good prospects. I think I would take either of them. I mean, one guy is going to go in the second or third and this guy's going to go in the fifth or so, but they're, they're right neck and neck in terms of what they did for their defense. And yeah, it's just plug and play kind of guys from Wisconsin. Um, are they linebacker? You now? is that, is that some, who used no. to be the old linebacker? Penn State, Penn Penn State. State which they've kind of gotten away from it. I, there's been more people drafted out of Wisconsin consistently as of recent, um, Penn State got away from a lot of things. You know? Yeah, well, <laughs> ethics mostly, but um, 
Yeah, uh, I, I I like him. Um, I also I don't know why I got stuck in this this hole of trying to find the biggest defensive tackles in the later rounds as possible. That's a great great hole to get into. I have three names right Give now that me. I feel like would just be yeah real fun. Uh, Noah Ellis from Idaho. Um, what makes him what makes him huge? Can you just give me some some measurements? Uh, yeah. okay, yeah, he is. I mean, when, when you say imposing space eater is the first three words He's that six this... four three forty six. Yeah. Oh my lord! Big <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's just imposing space eater. Like More I don't even space really. Eaters. Uh, what size and power given tier blockers a problem? Brute force bully at point of attack. Gobbles the gaps against lesser competition. That's poetry. Gobbles right the gap. What, what, what are you reading this on? Oh, uh, this is NFL.com. Uh, uh, easy bench press power to extend and separate from blocks. Uh, active hands. I love that. Active hands. Um, <laughs> like, as opposed to like a guy that's just like river dancing. Pro, yeah, prone <laughs> hands. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the stuff, guys like that is just, uh, and the, the other one, Marquand McCall. Uh, from Kentucky, 6'3", 342, uh, basically the same kind of character. He's just one of those guys that are just yeah. going to, yeah, heavy nose tackle who is more space eater than dominant player in the middle of the defense. Space that, eater. I don't know. I, I just space heater. I know. Space eater. It's eater. Yeah. Space eater sounds like something from Dune. The space but, eaters are coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, space. yeah, that's, that's – uh, and there was some, there were some uh, edge rushers later on too that were our favorite edge rusher in the in the last round, Which, Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah, of course. Well, Oklahoma. just by the name. That's when we start drafting people by name. That's just no, no. There's a, he's a buzzy guy. Uh, I mean, a, you, you got you got like uh, Kingsley in 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 Agbare. He's a second rounder from well, South I've, Carolina. I've seen him go anywhere from second to to the fourth, depending on who's I talking about him. That far, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel Mafi. like say, who, who? Boye Mafi. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a fun way to go about it, Colin. Just look for the people with the insane physical attributes um, when you get to this late. Like, what, what do we know? And um, develop them. I mean, it's that it's projects when it comes down to it. You don't, it's a crapshoot. And if you got coaching that feel that you can mold some of these physical freaks into uh you know a, a good professional football player then have at it you're yeah. not taking that much of a, a a risk drafting the fifth and on you know yeah agreed um anything else tonight guys yeah um i don't know we could just keep you could tell you could keep like, keep rating names of guys you like but yeah, you know. just like, just like <laughs> clips clips i saw i saw one clip of this guy it looked cool like we should draft him. Yeah. But, you know, who cares? The hell do we know? Uh, well, enough to have a podcast, I guess. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening tonight, guys. Uh, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. BBU Podboys, the Z on Twitter. Pigskin Podcast Network on Twitter. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Don't forget to check out Wilson. Brand new tailgate line of men. Wilson! Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. See ya.